This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ditto heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome to your Monday edition of Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour here on WABC. If you'd like to join us, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-WABC. Of course, if you were with us for the Saturday morning radio extravaganza, you will remember that in the 8 o'clock hour, shortly after the 8 o'clock hour started, we had breaking news. The breaking news was a post by Donald Trump saying that he expected to be arrested on Tuesday, which would be tomorrow. The story, of course, has grown and and mushroomed since then. And right now, the latest reports are that there are barricades being set up around the Manhattan District Courthouse where, uh, where presumably an indictment would be handed down or an arraignment would take place. There are all sorts of side stories about this, about George Soros' role in the... Uh, selection of Alvin Bragg to be the Manhattan District Attorney and the money he spent doing so. Kevin McCarthy and other Republicans have weighed in. Jim Jordan weighed in. There were others speculating. The convicted felon Michael Cohen, used to be who used to be Trump's lawyer, says that uh, Donald Trump would absolutely take the mug shot and be fingerprinted if he's arrested. All sorts of stories connected with this one way or another. Auntie Maxine weighed in over the weekend. Strange comment from Auntie Maxine. Trump does not deserve not to be arrested. As she labeled those people who follow Donald Trump, who like him, who who support his candidacy now as he tries to regain the White House and supported them then. Maxine Waters says Trump supporters are domestic terrorists. That's what she called many of you who support Donald Trump, a domestic, 
you're a domestic terrorist. Jim Jordan is demanding that Alvin Bragg show up show up to Congress and advise why he is doing this. Ron DeSantis weighed in, had a very fiery statement. But first, before we get into all of that, ladies and gentlemen, you know, for 30 years I listened to Rush talk about the relentless pursuit of the truth. If there is one person in American media that is unafraid to pursue the truth, no matter where it takes him, it would be Tucker Carlson. And I'm so happy that Tucker is with us. Good afternoon, Tucker. How are you? Ah, I couldn't be better. Thanks for having me. Are you kidding? Oh, Tucker, so much has happened over the weekend. Look, uh, Tucker, let me just start with the January 6th stuff, because a lot of people have been asking, is that it? Are we going to see more? Um, you've had some pundits uh, uh, making the claim that Fox has silenced you. There's not going to be anything else. Blah, blah, blah. Can you tell people where we're at with the January 6th videos? Well, we're at a point where I hope they can be released to everybody. There's no reason we should be the only people who've seen them. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said at the very outset, we didn't have – we viewed those videos on the Capitol Hill computer system. So we couldn't use facial recognition software. So we know there were a lot of federal agents in the crowd that day. And as I said at the very outset when we rolled out the video, we couldn't tell who they were. Um, that's what we need. We disproved three lies that they've been telling about January 6th. Fox did not get involved even. This was only my show. I don't think any other show you know, has played it. I don't think they're – I mean I don't know what their view is on it. But Fox did not right. stop me from airing anything. Uh, they they lawyered it up quite a bit to make certain we didn't you know, get sued. But they didn't hold – anything back or force me to. And of course I, you know, that, that's not the arrangement I have with them. Um, so I'm, that's, that's untrue. We brought what we had, what we could prove, as I said on the air, I mean, there was a lot of behavior on those videos that suggested coordination. I think it's very obvious that federal agents were involved in it. Chris Ray himself, the head of the FBI has said they were there. So again, to me, that's kind of what the follow-up needs to be. Someone needs to get in there with facial recognition software and tell us, who are these people? The guy with the earpiece, who is that? But I didn't mm-hmm. have that. We couldn't have it, and so I couldn't put it on the air and, and accuse someone of of effectively a, a moral crime without knowing who it was. Do, do you see what I'm saying? Well, so that was like, very frustrating for me. Tucker, you destroyed the myth, and that's all we really needed. The myth has been destroyed about January 6th. Well, when that's you right. See, and, thank you. So, I mean, okay, we and and guess what? It confirmed what many us many of us suspected or knew even before we saw what you presented. But I will tell you, I was stunned, uh, Tucker, when I saw the uh, the guy with the horns surrounded by police uh, law enforcement. There, yeah, it was th- that was stunning. To see after everything that we have been told about, and if you saw it, that means every single person on that January 6th committee saw it, including Adam Kinziger and Liz Cheney, and you were the one to actually show America something that 
had been withheld. Boom. Yeah, and, and lied about it. And, and of course, January 6th was, you know, one of many violent political demonstrations that year. It's the only one. It was not it was hardly the most violent. It's the only one you hear about. And so the rest of us have lost civil liberties as a result of the changes that have been implemented on the basis of January 6th. But there is a guy called Jacob Chansley who's doing four years in prison for being let into the speaker's chamber. I mean, rather into the Senate. Uh, by uniformed police officers with guns. So, like, what is that? No one has bothered to explain it. We've been attacked for showing it, but what's, what's the explanation there? Like, it's a very simple question. What, what was that? And, of course, no one exactly. will answer it. Yeah. And so I'm not going to speculate, but we just played the, we played the tape. If, look, if a cop says to you, I'm going to bring you into this liquor store and stand there while you loot the till and then escort you back out again, he's, he's complicit in the crime. And, and you know, I'm not I like the police. I'm not attacking the police. But like if he's going to jail for walking in to the, you know, a restricted part of the U.S. Capitol, but they let him in, then why are they not charged? I, I do, like what's the answer to that question? <laughs> I mean, like, no one's answered it. <laughs> Tucker, the other thing that came out and I had I've had a lot of calls about this is people want to know exactly what is your relationship with Donald Trump? Um, I understand that we dropped, we just lost this call and we're going to get him back. So we're working on that right now. You know how it is. Yeah, we're calling him back right now. You know how that is, folks. Especially if you have a certain, I will not name the brand phone when you're in the middle of a conversation and all of a sudden the phone just drops on you and you're still talking like for a minute and then you finally realize, oops, there's nobody on the other end. So when we do uh, rejoin Tucker in a second, which we hope will happen, we will uh we'll let you know, but this is an important point that that he raised. Number one, there's an article today. I will point to the site. It's Mediaite, and you can go look at it yourself. Uh, the claims that there's a has been a silencing going on, and Tucker just said that is definitely not true. So there's one news story that has been uh, today debunked right here. On rush hour with Bo Snurley. Now, one of the things when if we when we get Tucker back that we're going to ask him about is the relationship that he has or his thoughts on Donald Trump and of course what's going on with this what would be a historic arrest if it takes place. And by the way, if you want to join today's program, eight hundred eight four eight W A B C eight hundred eight four eight W A B C is the number to call. 800-848-WABC. I will, uh, let's, you know, let's do this. Let's take a break, guys, so that if we get Tucker back on the other side, then we have some time to spend with him. And let's, can we do that right now? WABC Talk hey. Radio 77. Hey, Tucker, you're back. I'm so sorry about that. Yeah, I'm right, That's I'm right. right here. My apologies. No worries. Tucker, listen. Um, I've had a number of people saying they read all these things in the paper. You hate Trump, blah, blah, blah. But they said, does Tucker like Trump's policies? Any policies of his? What's the deal with you and Donald Trump? <laughs> Let's see. I, I spent four years defending his policies, and I, um, I'm i going to defend them again tonight. Uh, and actually, and I'm pretty straightforward, I'm, um, I love Trump, like as a person. I think Trump is – funny and insightful and and i said this to trump when he called me 
you know, all wounded about those texts. Um, that was a moment in time where I was absolutely infuriated. And I think this is in the, and those were all grabbed completely illegitimately, in my opinion, um, in this court case, which I guess I'm not allowed to talk about, but I'm enraged that my private texts were pulled. But um, those those particular texts were pulled at exa- at the moment where I was texting with one of my producers because some idiot on the Trump campaign um, had sent us the name of these dead voters who had voted, and we went and I repeated them on air, and it turns out some of them were alive. Um, oh. So I was just I, I felt humiliated. Yeah, like what? And I yeah. thought then, and I think now, that that election was not on the level. It was not a free and fair election. I, I thought that then. I think it now. Um, and so I was trying to – I wanted you know, evidence. I mean there's no way the guy got 81 – he got more votes than Barack Obama? Really? You know, who whatever you think of Obama, I never liked Obama, but he's a really talented, a very talented politician. And Joe Biden is senile and hid in his basement. Tell me how he got 81 million votes. So I've always thought that was – not on the level. And so I said to the Trump people, you know, I, you're saying the election was rigged. Send me some examples of it, and I'll put it on the air. And one of them was these dead voters. Well, it turned out some of them were still alive. And I was so mad by the incompetence of that campaign, which was completely incompetent. I mean, completely. You know, I'm like the one guy who's open-minded about the election being unfair, and, and that's what they send me. Anyway, whatever. I was mad. That was a moment in time, and um, I will say this. My comments on TV, I think my texts reflect who I am. I'm I'm vulgar in public, in private, rather, and I (laughs) use, like, bad language and stuff. I've worked in a newsroom my whole life, and my wife's always trying to improve me, which is fair. But my views are pretty transparent. I always say what I think. I can't keep track of too many lies. You know what I mean? So anyway, I know exactly what you mean. And and yeah. people forget this, that we say things, we're human beings, and we can say things in a peak of anger, and at exactly. that very moment, we're saying things in a peak of anger, but it does not represent the whole body of our thoughts. Well, that's exactly right, and I was I was actually even thinking about it. <laughs> it makes me mad now. I, I reached out <laughs> to them to this one Trump aide who's, I'm not going to name, he's a nice guy, but he's totally incompetent. And I said, I agree with you. There was something really wrong with this election. Send me evidence. And then to, to have the voters call in and be like, no, I'm still alive? <laughs> I mean, it was like, I was so embarrassed and mad. Right. And people forget that. You are on a stage, on a huge yeah. stage, and you have people whose sole purpose in life it is is to try to tear you down because they oppose what you are bringing to the American people, and they think that what you are bringing to the American people will hurt their chances of achieving and wielding power. Exactly. That's exactly and right. So, and you can't afford to be wrong. You can't afford to have something. Co- so obviously, and anybody that is, and there are so few people that are in that position where they are really that effective. It is people have no idea the pressure that you are under, Tucker. They also have no idea how many hours you spend researching and how many hours you spend making sure that you get it right. And when something well, happens I, from that a— That was it right there. Is I, I hate being factually wrong. I mean, I've got right. a lot of opinions that you may think are stupid, and maybe they are stupid, and maybe I change them at some point, and I'm always transparent about that, you know, 
the facts change, my opinion changes. I think that's the way you're supposed to live. But I can't stand getting the facts wrong. That's just there's no excuse for that. And we got it wrong. And by the way, I guess we should have. I should have. I should have checked to see that those voters were actually dead, and I didn't. And I took this staffer's word for it. And now that I'm saying it out loud, I mean that's my fault. But at the time, I was blaming the Trump campaign, and I was I was just livid. (laughs) Oh, that's it. Right. Now, Tucker, talk to us about this imminent arrest if it happens. This would be historic. This would be something that Americans have never seen. My own take is when Trump said he that he wants protest, the first thing I thought of, oh, really? So here we go again with the Antifa guys with the red hat and who yeah. knows who else doing it. It's a dangerous moment. But, but at the same time, Americans have a legitimate right to protest what they think are wrongs. This is our political system. So it's a double-edged sword. But then again, I'm looking at Alvin Bragg and I'm wondering, you know, it's amazing that Democrat uh, DAs, especially the ones funded by George Soros, will go to any means necessary to prove their political point. What would happen if a Republican DA decided he would go after a former president? Would it be tolerated the same way? This There is a well, lot going on here. So much, and I wouldn't even think about it as a former president. I would think about it as the front runner in the presidential race, which is underway. So that's right. the thing. And by the way, if, if if there's some real crime that Trump committed, you know, tell us what it is. And you know, the guy gets busted embezzling or killing someone or whatever. I think he should be prosecuted. This is a completely fake crime. There's nothing real about it. And they're trying to take out the front runner in the presidential race. Like, that's not allowed. And so, yes, people have a right to protest. The Justice Department, the, the Manhattan DA's office, has absolutely no right to short circuit a presidential race because they don't like the candidate. You know, if you don't like, I mean, if you believe in democracy, let the voters decide. If this is allowed to happen, and there's a grand jury impaneled, so it looks like it is going to happen. We'll never have another presidential race where the voters get to decide who the winner is because you could just take out the guy you don't like who threatens you most. That's what they're doing. So I think that's the way to think of this. There's a presidential race in progress. Trump is leading the Republican field, and they're trying to take him out. And for all the people who say, well, if they arrest him, he'll win the nomination. Look, if, if he gets arrested, if they handcuff him and there are pictures of that, that's not good. For his campaign, there's just no way around that. It's not good when they arrest you, and they know that. So, I think this is the scariest. I think this is a huge change. People are going to understand that there's no justice from the Justice Department, and and that's a bad, very bad sign. I think for all of us, and people get you know one of the reasons that this is a common, stable country is because we believe in our justice system. We don't have to administer justice ourselves; the government does it. But if people start to believe that the government won't do it, that it's all a scam on behalf of the people in power, man, you could get very radical behavior. Don't wreck the justice system just because you don't like Trump. That's my view. Exactly right. Tucker, we got to wrap it up here, but I'm going to read you something that I just got on text that I think reflects, reflects accurately the view that millions of people have for you. It says, Tucker's courage shows his love for the truth. I love him for this. Prayers for Tucker and his family. And Tucker, that is the view that millions of Americans have for the amazing work that you do night after night. 
You are just an amazing human being. I'm so happy to know you. I'm glad you came on with us. Thank you, Tucker. Well, I'm honored to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm grateful. James Golden, a.k.a. Snowy, we're coming back on Bo Snowy's Rush Hour. Stay with us right after this, getting your calls and more of the news. Don't go away. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, here's the soul of excellence, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC. And the Supremes bring us back on WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. Reflection. Do you want to win a pair of tickets to witness the musical sensation of Dionne Warwick live in action? Listen up. We're giving away a pair of tickets this hour to catch Dionne Warwick on Friday, April 7th at the New York City B Theater. That's in Westbury. We'll let you know when we're going to give away those tickets, but it will be later in this hour for Dionne Warwick. I want to say, I want to just go back to something that Tucker said. Because this, folks, is very important. Number one, if you're in the business of radio, if you're in the business of TV, and you're not reading a script, and you're not reading a teleprompter, and you're not scripted, there are a lot of things that you can say in the course of a moment, just like anyone else in the heat of a moment, that are reflective of that moment. Now, imagine that on your text. You look at your own life, things that you've said privately on a text that you would never want released. So this business, we got straight today from Tucker on all this Trump hate business. He passionately hates Trump. There were a lot of people on Twitter who blew up when they said, oh, my, he's been lying to me. No, he wasn't lying to you. He was, and he said it very clearly today, what was behind it. He was fed information. And you know how many people were looking to destroy Tucker over this election issue. And as he said, he was the only one that was standing out there, really, well, one of the only ones, saying, hey, this is un- on his network, saying this is unfair, for real. This is totally unfair. 
And he still maintains that position to this day. Courage. Also, all these stories about him being silenced and all this other nonsense. Please, if you missed this, we are preparing right now the podcast of Tucker Carlson on the program. It will also be on the Daily BS, too. It will be here. And you can find that. This is, I cannot begin to tell you what the pressures are. If you are in the national spotlight and you are standing up alone on the mountain against all the forces, not only of the Democrat Party and their allies, but also against the entire mainstream media who are looking to tear you down and looking to find something that they can use to destroy your career. And let me tell you, there's nothing like being embarrassed. I remember early on when I was doing my, in my prior incarnation, incarnation and on-air program at TalkSpot, first streaming, way back when, first streaming uh, radio programming. I got fed a story from, I'll say it, from the Drudge Report. And it turned out to be totally wrong. And that was the last time I ever used the Drudge Report in show prep. And that was over two or three decades ago. I was burned. I was angry. It, now, even if no one hears it, if you have a pride of workmanship, and you don't want to be wrong, and you have sources that you think are right, and you go with a story, and that story turns out to be wrong, you learn your lesson. Tucker is a national treasure. As he said, he has opinions. Some of you may disagree with his opinions or what, but Tucker does the homework. And folks, I'm telling you, the media landscape would be, we have already lost Rush. The media landscape would be so ugly right now without Tucker Carlson. So I'm happy he was on the program. I'm glad we were able to get answers to some of the things that you may have been wondering about from Tucker. I will tell you, I have sat down with Tucker in his studios, and you could not have a conversation with a more empathetic and better human being. Beyond all of that, Tucker Carlson is a decent man who goes about his life trying to do the right thing. Not just by to his listeners, but by his family as well. And this man is under tremendous pressure every single day to perform I have nothing but high admiration for the work that he does. And I'm very happy that he took the time to be on our program this afternoon. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, when to get back. Yeah, we'll talk about more of the Trump stuff. There is other news besides this impending indictment out there as well. So don't go away. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, on WABC Talk Radio 77, back in a moment. Now, here's the soul of excellence, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC. Dionne Warwick brings us back. 
on WABC, where you first heard many of her hits. Music Radio WABC. Before I put on my makeup, I say a little prayer for you. Though I roam in my hair now, and wondering what dress to wear now. I think about all the guys who are singing this song word for word today. Look at times we live in. Ron DeSantis. People have been waiting to see his reaction to all this news. And Ron DeSantis weighed in. You can find his story at American Wire today. Ron DeSantis called out Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, noting he's the only person who has actually removed the Soros DA from power. And that case, by the way, is still ongoing. There's a court case over that. He held a press conference today and was asked about it. He says he has seen a lot of rumors swirl. He hasn't seen any facts, doesn't know what's going to happen, but he does know this. The Manhattan District Attorney is a Soros-funded prosecutor, prosecutor, so he, like other Soros-funded prosecutors, weaponized their office to impose a political agenda at the expense of the rule of law and public safety. He tore into Bragg said he won't have anything to do with a potential extradition. That's not going to happen. Trump's uh, people, by the way, have already said, hey, no, 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 no problem. He'll show up. And then, of course, this is uh, Ron DeSantis fans will love the way that he's got this little line in there. He said, you know, uh, I don't know what goes into paying hush money to a porn star to secure silence over some type of alleged affair. I, I, I just can't speak to that. Chris Rock, the slapped, has weighed in. He just has a simple question. And he says, this is again American Wire News. Comedian Chris Rock waded into politics. He did that last night against a an, an indictment, a potential indictment against Donald Trump. He said, Are you stupid? Are you guys really going to arrest Trump? Because he, he, he knows if you do this, you're just going to make him. He said, do you know this is only going to make him more popular? It's like arresting Tupac. He's just going to sell more records. <sighs> Alan Dershowitz has weighed in again. American Wire News. Longtime Democrat legal scholar Dershowitz says an indictment against Donald Trump would be a total sham. And so many others in the legal community have voiced similar opinions. In Politico today, they point to the troubles that Trump is having in Georgia. He needs to stave off another indictment. And folks, don't, don't keep your eye on this case in Georgia with another Soros prosecutor, Fannie Willis, who has a special purpose grand jury looking into Trump's reaction to what was taking place on Georgia during election night. From Fox News, Jim Jordan has said that he wants Bragg to show up in Congress, sit before the House Judiciary Committee, and explain himself over this politically motivated prosecution. 
I insert the word persecution, Daily Mail online, how billionaire George Soros funded New York City's woke D.A. Alvin Bragg to the tune of $1 million that he donated to secure the election of Alvin Bragg. Meanwhile, New York's other legal beagle, the prosecutor, Letitia James, was involved with a chaotic scene which erupted when protesters clashed at a drag story hour that she hosted. Criminals roaming the streets of New York. And what do we got? We have Alvin Bragg trying to do his best to interfere in the 2024 election trying to deliver Trump hate special menu item, which is an arrest on this Stormy Daniels nonsense, while rapists and murderers roam the streets in New York, and New York's state attorney general, Letitia James, who before Trump was elected made it a point to say she was going to try to find something on him, she's hosting a drag hour. Yep, explains a lot about New York, my friends. And if you haven't seen what's going on in Miami, Miami Beach, a bunch of hood rats, I'm sorry, I don't mean to call names, that's terrible. Stop calling people hood rats. A bunch of college students (laughs) have taken over Miami. And a guy was shot there, executed in in Broadway. And, of course, you have the girls in bikinis. I mean, look, for those of you who want your porn for free, all you got to do is look at these college girls running around with their behind smacking your face as they fight each other. And it's like, what? Who does this? American college students, some of them do this. The mayor of Miami is now saying, we don't want them here. They, there was a, a curfew at, at midnight. They don't care. They're tearing up the town. And over 70 guns have been confiscated in Miami Beach in the past three weeks. Welcome to spring break in America. In other news, school news, a mom has rejected the school's belated apology for the teacher's hooker game that she played in class. Texas mother pulled her daughter out of school after the teacher asked students to pose as seducing hookers. Yep. Not a good look, huh? Texas mother rejected an apology from her daughter's former school is not good enough after it took months for officials to notify parents about the teacher's hooker role-playing. Avery, did your teacher ever ever play hookers and pimps in the classroom when you were growing up? Uh, no. Do you, how do you think you would have reacted if the teacher asked a student to uh, to play a seducing hooker, and you were the guy that she was supposed to be seducing? I think it would have been a lot of hands raised to be that guy. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. We got to take a break. <laughs> Don't go away. Both Snurley's Rush Hour coming back right after this. <laughs> oh, my. Entertaining and informative. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, is on the air. 77 WABC. Anyone who ever loved could look at me and know that I love you. Anyone who ever dreamed could look at me and know I dream of you. Knowing I love you so. Tickets to witness the musical sensation, Dionne Warwick. Live in action, we're giving away a pair of tickets right now. All you have to do is be the seventh caller. Now at 1-800-848-WABC, a pair of tickets are yours. We cleared the line so you can call in. Seventh caller gets the tickets. Seventh caller for a pair of tickets to see Dionne Warwick Friday, April 7th at the NYCB Theater out in Westbury. Good luck. Curtis Slewa. Bruh. Yes, yes. Uh, I just keep harking back to this conversation we had about a week ago about how safe you think Mexico is. Oh, absolutely. And I wonder, yeah, Mexico, safe old Mexico. So I wonder, did you see the story that popped today about the cartel there that ambushed military troops, left seven people dead, and then also the American company that was taken over forcefully, Vulcan Materials, by a Mexican military force. Oh, Mexico, land of the safe, home of the free, eh, Curtis? First off, I was going to compliment you for that great classic, Dionne Warwick, who came from East Orange outside of Newark. Excellent. Ex- I believe so. I believe so. East Orange. Excellent selection, I might add, James Golden. I'm normally at odds you. with you. But, boy, that, 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 that rocked me. But, no, back to the narco-terrorists and Mexico. By the way, you know how I counter that? How are things going for spring break in Miami Beach, huh? Uh, you know, I just I, said that the hood. I just said that the college students there have taken over the town. It is a ridiculous, ridiculous scene, and but, it should not be allowed. Right? So but, come on, don't even. Don't but hold even. on. Remember, over a week ago, authorities in Texas, the FBI, State Department warned all young adults: don't travel to your typical locations. Cancun, Capo, all those great places, Para, Parta Vallata, whatever the hell that is. Puerto uh, Vallata. Yeah. Puerto Vallata. Don't, I, I can see you've been there. Uh, don't go there. And yet they flooded there, and we haven't heard of any kids getting their heads chopped off, floating in the ocean in either the Gulf of Mexico or the Atlantic. They're all safe and secure. Meantime, you're more in danger going to Miami Beach for spring break and Pensacola over near the Panhandle. Am I right or wrong? Curtis, I can't say a word, bro. <laughs> Curtis, for once, for once, Curtis, you nailed it. By the way, by the way, I was listening to you as I do intently every Monday through Friday, 4 to 5. And then, of course, remember on Saturdays, uh, you're on an hour after I have finished a six-hour extravaganza to the break of dawn. You're on from 7 to 10. I heard you, like I hear every black man who ever walked here in America I am one 1,000 Choctaw, and I thought, Elizabeth Edwards, too. Here we go. Uh, you said your mother was Irish. I accept that. 
But Chocotoy My great-grandmother. Hey, yo, bro, don't be messing around with the family history, bro. My great-grandmother was half Choctaw. And she was and she was so beautiful. I when my great grandmother was ninety, we called her Granny. Her name was Rebecca, and I remember as a little child, I used to talk to my great grandmother all the time. I love my Granny, and she had those beautiful silver pigtails that mm. were down. And she was just, I Curtis, I wish you could have met. No, her. no, she I buy just, that, I buy that. But this, and she and she was half Choctaw. But let me tell you, since Trump is in the news, right? I remember Donald Trump. Uh, the casino guy going against Steve Wynn in Bridgeport, Connecticut. They wanted the license to open up a casino. And you know who their opposition were? African-American guys from one of the most dangerous public housing projects I've ever been into. And you know I've been in a lot. Father Panic Village. Notice, Father Panic Village, which is no longer there. And I looked at the pictures because they were claiming the Bureau of Indian Affairs should give them the casino I said you're all African-Americans. You don't have a drop of Indian blood in you. Come on. Stop this. Stop this. Every black guy I've ever known claims to be part Indian. Well, I don't. I can't speak to every black guy, but I know I am, and that's all I need to know, bro. What were you? Was your great-grandfather a Buffalo soldier? My great-grandfather who married her was a former slave. So don't get into it. You weren't now. from San Francisco, were you? I mean, hey, no, man, otherwise, five million. No, but I'm getting my I'm getting my reparations anyway. By the Y'all way, you know who you, could get five and, million, and bro? Yo, you owe some money too. Don't forget that. Yeah, but remember, you know who could get five million based on the rules and regulations? O.J. Simpson. He spent I his first it. fifteen years in San Francisco. I hope he gets reparations. This is going <laughs> to make so many. Listen, stay here and take some calls yes, with yeah, me. Yeah, got it, got okay, it, got but it. I, we got to mention one thing. We have to mention Burt Bacharach when we talk about Dionne Warwick because if not, this was a combination in music history that is classic. You could not have – Dionne Warwick could not have been elevated to her status without the mastery. Wait, wait, wait. Why are you giving props to a white guy, huh? I gave props to the sister. Ama- I don't care what color he was. He was an amazing songwriter. When it comes to music, music don't have no color. It just has love. Now, Burt Bacharach was amazing. Notice, and I got the back of the sister, Dionne Warwick, and you bringing up the McWhitey-Whitey guy here, Burt Bacharach. Shame on you. I play Dion's music, man. Let's take some calls. David in California, you're on WABC. Curtis is here, too. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. How you doing, David? Good. Thanks for taking my call. Now, I want to mention when people talk about protesting, there's a good way to do it. Rather than go out on the streets, you just call out from Bragg's office and leave a voicemail. If you Google uh, New York District Attorney phone, then the phone number will come up. It's a 212 number, and that, that has some weight. Just say that, you know what? You're proud to be the first black district attorney, and then look what you do. You let violent criminals free, and then you go after a politically motivated hit against the leading Republican presidential candidate. I'm against it, and don't do it. And there you go. Thank you, David, from California. Curtis, Curtis, what about this protest thing? Do you where where do you stand on that? Do you think that people ought to be in the streets protesting? Oh, uh, uh, forget McCarthy, the speaker. He couldn't get ten people in the streets for him. Uh, the speaker there said, "Oh, don't go into the streets." Uh, this is what America's about. I would say, rather than what David said, entertain Alvin Bragg and his chipmunk ADAs by playing. Remember the old chipmunk song? Mm-hmm. That's right. Where they screaming, the guy screams, "Alvin, Alvin!" Really? Elizabeth, 
Yeah, it's Alvin Bragg and his chipmunks. The ADAs at the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. Curtis, this is serious business. You have a, pre- a DA inserting himself into a presidential election. And one of the things I say, there are Republican DAs. I hope you are taking note of what power you can use to, uh, how shall we say, influence things as well. Elizabeth in Manhattan, you're on WABC. Curtis is here. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, with you. What's up, Elizabeth? We all remember that Trump said, um, uh, they're not just coming after me, they're coming after you. And I think the fact that very few people, just a couple of Congress people, have really looked into hundreds of people that have been incarcerated for two years in Washington. And it saddens me, and I resent it, that I had some doubts about going down to a demonstration at the courthouse in New York tomorrow. It saddens me that I even feel caution about that in the United States of America. But no congressman have figured out, perhaps, who in their electorate might be incarcerated, what could be done. I don't know what these people are doing for that long, not being... Um, exactly. By the way, we use quiet afternoon, just- not Rudy's thing. Thank you, Elizabeth. James Golden, a.k.a. Snowy, with you here on WABC. Talk Radio 77. It's about time we're wrapping up. Hey, Curtis, are you going to be there tomorrow if there isn't an indictment? Well, you know I'm going to be there, but I would just warn everyone, if you haven't paid your parking tickets, they're using the photo recognition technology. So pay your parking tickets in advance. Anyway, WABC Talk Radio 77, time for us to vacate the premises, my friends. May God bless and protect each and every one of you, and we will see you tomorrow, 4 o'clock, God willing, be here. Thank you for being here today. Bye.